0: Welcome to the game with Glenn Quartermaine and Adrian Barrage. Quarter is a veteran footy scribe with hands so small, he can only carry two pints. And Barra, an Eagles original,
1: birth demons Die Hard, and regular face on Channel 7. Hello, Adrian Barrage here from 7 News. He'll tell you about the 1991 Grand Final, except he got dropped
0: after the prelim. Aww don't promise any fancy sound effects or bells and whistles it's just two blokes talking football Thank you to the great man, Dennis committee and welcome to the Quarters and Barra podcast. I'm Glenn Quatermain, Chief Sports Reporter with the West Australian. With me is Adrian Barrett from Channel 7, <laughs> Perth Football Club President and West Coast Eagles inaugural great. We are brought to you by Tab Touch. Better your bet with Tab Touch. Gamble responsibly and please call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858 if you
1: have any issues. Barra? Yeah, you mentioned committee there. Uh, it's been great hearing Dennis's voice, seeing all the buddy highlights and hearing Dennis's voice but the best one was when McEvaney was commentating. I don't know who was chasing Buddy this time. I think it it was the Adelaide game. And he kicked some amazing goal, and, Dennis, and it's when Dennis had retired and Bruce was still going on, and Bruce goes, Dennis, I wish you were here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was the uh, first week of finals against Adelaide, I reckon, and he, his kick sort of sealed the win for Hawthorne. Uh, I'll well, give you the tip.
1: He, he kicks six or seven, they win. Yeah. Yeah, whoever he's playing for, Hawthorn or Sydney, they, yep. if he buddy fires, they win. That's why he's such a important player. such a great player
0: we're going to talk about another great in just a moment we've got a bit to get through but just off the top Trevor Nisbet the CEO of West Coast was on 6PR this morning uh, interesting couple of comments one um, he said he will be seeing out his contract which um, he has to the end of next year and the other was Adam Simpson he mentioned you know he's obviously coached under extenuating circumstances but uh, just left a little bit open when he was asked you know, will he be About the coach Simo. for the next two years? Yeah. And he said,
1: well, I hope so. Well, off the top of my head, I suppose I'd say there that uh, it isn't Trevor Nisbet's decision entirely. Well, it's not his decision at all. It's a board decision, isn't it? So I think he is on the board, though, isn't he? He is. Yeah, so will get a vote. But uh, Simo's contract um, is – so he probably couldn't say he's sweet or whatever, but but I, I, you can read into it what you like. But it's interesting that Nizzy said he's going to stay around until the end of next year to help – rebuild the club and hold the tiller and make sure it's a bit stable uh, when that rebuild goes on because kind of going to have to bop, bump along the bottom for a year or two, aren't they? That's going to be the hard bit. And well, next year
0: may be more
1: difficult given there's
0: going to be some experience. We've seen Shannon Hearn already announced his retirement for mm-hmm. the end of this year. So there's going to be some ex, ex, an exodus there. So I
1: saw, I saw Wisher during the week. I bumped into him. Geez, he looks fit. I reckon he's 86 kilos. Mm-hmm. You've done Kokoda, haven't you? I have. Yeah, he's just done Kokoda. How did he pull up? Mate, you know it magnificently. How's this? How's this? So on the on Kakoda to further test himself, him and Ben Cousins are so similar. So further test himself, he decided to fast on one day. That's ridiculous. Now, Glenn Quartermain, you've done
0: no way to fast on a day in Kakadu because <laughs> the problem is you've sweat so much. It's ninety percent humidity, and you sweat so much you fatigue. I just couldn't imagine doing. It. I so look forward to my meals.
1: <laughs> he said, so he said, he said to the blokes with him, he said, "Who wants to fast with him? A good way to lose a couple more kilos." And they all went, "You're mad. We're not doing it." And so it would have been made it much more difficult, eh? Oh it, what a beautiful
0: uh it, it's it's a it's a really weird place to be because it's a it's a graveyard and all our boys a lot mm, of our boys and a lot yeah, of the wow. Japanese soldiers are still in down there you know in crevices and down hillsides but it's also a beautiful place so you, when you're walking through it you're thinking how did this horror show mm.
1: Happen in this place I remember so Along walking, the way There's there's, there's, there's villages Where they talk about it Is there points Oh yeah, when yeah. You,
0: you you talk about Every single significant point And wow. there's so many I'd love to It takes do about that. a day To get in If you go from um, From one You can go You can walk either way You know mm-hmm. um, But It um, It takes takes about a day to get into the, the first trenches you see. You see trenches. You see really? grenades still on the side of the track, all sorts of stuff. How long
1: did you take to do that? About it? Uh, eight days. We did Eight it, days?
0: Yeah, we did some side trips. Jeepers. Including – but it's just such eight a – Eight days. Yeah, it's a great thing to do, though. And I How remember – How tough was it? Oh, it was tough – if you train, it's not tough physically. Um, it's frustrating because you spend a whole day climbing up and then you're down to where you started within about an hour because it's just up and down, up uh, and down. Right. But it's I think it's more taxing mentally. I think mm. you really get absorbed into the history of the place oh, after yeah. about a day or two. The excitement turns into this... Sombre, yeah, and yeah. this thirst for knowledge about the place and and the things you come. So across you were moved, you were touched. Oh, start crying! I was up, well, yeah, I did. I was up at uh, a place called Butcher's Corner, or they call it Brigade Hill, which the, digger, Hill, the yeah. diggers call Butcher's Corner, and I had to read a poem out about. Uh, it was called WX11. It was about a West Australian young man who had his basically his head shot off with mortar and I had to read that out and I, I struggled to get the words out cause wow. you are just so moved up there. Anyway, better move on cause we've yeah, got a lot of, okay. um, we got to do, give our tips. We've got a lot of mail to get through, but let's pay tribute to Shannon Hearn, mm-hmm. 35 years of age, 332 games, premiership captain. Not many people can say they're that an all Australian pick 13 in the 2005 national draft. We've heard Adam Simpson. We've heard Trevor Nisbet. We've heard teammates, everyone's been talking about Shannon Hearn this week. And the thing I think about Shannon Hearn is just his beautiful booming kick, which he attributes mm-hmm. to his sister Ashton uh growing up on that. The uh, MP.
1: She's an MP. Yeah, now. she
0: is, yeah. But growing up on their farming in uh, Anguston in the Barossa Valley, I think they had sheep, they had some uh, cows there. They also had some vineyards, which they would supply the Barossa Valley, certain um, Really? Uh, wine labels with that, so it was a bit of uh, an interesting upbringing. And he, I, I was at the uh, send off the other day. He spoke really well, Shannon. Just asked him what, what's, what is it, farm or footy? What's the future? And he said a bit of both. He's going to have a bit of time away from footy, and the other F, of course, which is fishing. Fishing, of course. <laughs> what, yes. What were you thinking? Family. Oh, of course. Yes. Yeah. So, course but the farm, the farm. So, right. I think he'll spend a bit of time on the Loves farm. Fishing. And he'll be doing a bit of fishing. And uh, so, look, and you think about reliability, don't you? You think about him being the – when they played that controlled game of mm. footy, the kick game, kicking mm-hmm. game, and no one could touch him. Yeah. And they just had it down pat. He was really the architect of all of that. No doubt.
1: I think uh, I was the bloke who asked him when he made, was made captain what sort of captain he wanted to be. What sort of captain do you want to be, uh, Shannon? He goes – a premiership captain. Well, he was. And he exactly was. I heard a great interview this week. Uh, and I don't know why Luke Hodge was asked about Shannon Hearn, but he was. And he said he had the ut- utmost respect for him because when – and you love this, being a Hawthorne man. He said, at Hawthorne, we used to put a lot of work into Shannon Hearn and how to stop him, not so much Judd or Cox or whoever else. It was more Shannon Hearn because he used to set up play from behind. You know, mm. He was so important. and I didn't realise that other clubs looked at that. Yeah. and the and the other thing I wanted to ask you was, in the pantheon of great Eagles defenders, where does he sit? Because I had this discussion with Wusha, and I bumped into Wusha, and I said, Wush, where does Bunga? And it just it just happened. it's down the markets down here, down at the shops, and I said, because Wush he he works on the corner, and you know, I said, um, so where does Bunga sit in all this? Uh, and he goes, has he retired? Is he? I said, yeah, he has retired today. He goes, yeah, it's interesting because. I think in Wush's eyes, the top two are Jakovic and Glass. Yep. Like, can't split them. So I'll throw – there's so many, though. You know, I'd throw Bluey in there as yeah, well. Yeah, Bluey was – so he tossed up Bluey. So McGovern, probably three. Yep. Yeah, so the Gov's in there. The Bluey's in there. Um, obviously, Warsfold's in there as well. Yep. Um, McIntosh. Oh, yeah. Great player. Oh, yeah.
0: Brennan, there's who I play with, Monkey Brennan. Monkey
1: Brennan's in there. Oh,
0: yeah, he's in the top 10, and they're in great company. a panda. And they're Wira in gra- panda. Yeah, they're in great company being mm. alongside Shannon Hearn, I would so say. So I don't know
1: what number he comes in at, but he's he's right up there with the best of the best, and because he's the Games record holder, he and a lot of, you know, all Australians, I don't think he won a... Did he win a uh, club champion, a Worsfold medal? I don't think he did. I was staggered, too, to work out that... that you know that email we got last week? Johnny Worsfold is not in the Australian Football Hall of Fame. No. How that'll happen. It? So... McKenna's in there, Majira's in there, Djakovic is in there, and Kemp. But not Woosha, and all those guys would have put Woosha in before them. But apparently they look at your playing record or your coaching record, they don't combine it. Is that right? And I don't know why. I mean, why wouldn't you? I mean, that guy, no one would blow up if if next year they said John Worsfold has been inducted. You
0: could almost mount a case for him coaching alone. Yeah. Given a premiership coach at the Eagles – and then um, obviously did a pretty good job at Essendon and went there in difficult circumstances. So, um, But you put them all together, coaching a premiership and captaining two,
1: And for also for captain of the first team to win a flag from outside Victoria. And the bloke who just made you walk taller when he came onto the field, you thought, oh, we're safe here, mate. got Woosha behind me. I can <laughs> take on anyone. Bring him on. Bring on Nad Dog Muir. <laughs> What was
0: the uh, great uh, could-have-been-champions, Greg, Greg uh, champion song? Um, there is always Johnny Wurstfall behind
1: me. What's <laughs> it, it really? It, that was the song. I love yeah. that. Yeah. That's us. It was That's how we thought. Very apt. If he was there, you felt like you could take on the world.
0: Uh, what, a, what a leader. It's well done to Shannon Hearn. And we've got a question about him in the mail. So we'll go back to Shannon. Uh, a couple of other things that uh, piqued my interest this week. Um was uh, obviously we spoke on Tuesday about the Port Adelaide situation. So both those players, Lira uh, Lira, big out, um, particularly uh, under concussion pr- protocols. Nick and Josh Dacos, six-year contracts. Um, oh, well, you'd obviously be pretty pleased if you were a Collingwood supporter.
1: Yeah, and what sort of money would they be on the two uh, of
0: them? Well, I think the back end of Nick's is a million when he gets Whoa. to the back end. But that's taking into account the collective bargaining agreement that's currently still being negotiated Mm. and the rises and perhaps some salary cap increases
1: and what have you. I'll tell you an interesting stat I saw, I think it was on SEN, and they were saying that the Brownlow medalist, because, you know, he's one of the favourites for the Brownlow, isn't he? the favourite. Yeah, yeah, is he still the favourite? Well, I think he's the favourite. I I still give Bond a pretty good chance. Mm. He was my pick
0: pre-season. Um, Bont will, will go close, but I think, yeah, and probably there, Petraka. There's
1: a lot up there. Well, apparently of all the last, I don't know how many it was, maybe 10 Brownlow medalists, all of them finished in the top five contested possession category. Mm-hmm. So you think about Wines, Lockie Neal, Tommy Mitchell, your man, Nat Fife was number one in contested ball, Cripps who won it last year, yeah. massive contested man. He's not. Martin contested, Dangerfield contested. Where do you think Dacos ranks in the AFL at the moment for contested ball? He'd be way down the list. 37th. Yeah, that'd be
0: right. Still not bad. <laughs> yeah. It's probably a bit high. Not exactly it's, top five. That's a five. bit high, I reckon. <laughs> no, no, and that's not a criticism. I mean, that's just not his game. He's not that player.
1: So obviously the umpires, they must love the fact that um, the blokes are under the, under, you know, under the heat of, of, of pressure in the game and under their nose in the middle that they see, I Well, they see him more, don't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. But everyone, mind you, Shane Woden, was he a contested beast man? Oh, it's a bit of a mixture. Yeah. I think because he dyed his hair, he got in there. Brad yeah. Hardy with his red hair. Yeah. That helped him. Different player. So he can he can sneak through if you look a bit distinctive as well. Oh, you can. It doesn't
0: right? hurt. I reckon a midfielder who kicks goals. I reckon goals are important too. Yeah. And he kicks a few dacos too. Now the other thing was um the Italian job, Barra. Yeah. The Italian job. What's this Good about? movie. It's
1: yes, a great mate, movie. I love it, the little minis. that it was remade around. and yeah, going yeah. down
0: the Spanish steps yeah, in Rome. Yeah. And well I think Damien Hardwick's driving around in one at the moment with his partner. He's holidaying over there, and Mark Evans, the CEO of the Gold Coast Suns, has flown over to Italy. They've had phone conversations with him, wants to have a face-to-face and make him an offer. We believe it's five years, a million a year, but in that, there'll also be an additional maybe one to 200000 of ambassadorial funding for him, uh, being a frontier club on the Gold Coast. So I would suggest... He's the only candidate and poor old Stephen King's done a pretty good job. But th- they're probably never gonna play finals,
1: even if Stuart Dew was still there. Um, that sounds like a junket, doesn't it? To go and interview him Mark in Italy. Evans? Oh yeah. <laughs> Can I go and help? Oh well. Honestly. Oh, When's well, he coming back? Well, it, wouldn't wouldn't he? You? it couldn't be that far away.
0: No, he'd be, he'd be back soon, but good on him. Just having a you know, having a bit of a rest. And uh, so I think you'd be coaching the Suns next year yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Now, mate, we better get some tips done because we've got right. quite a bit of mail to get through. So let's start with Friday night. Uh, tomorrow at, night. Tomorrow <laughs> night at Marvel <laughs> Stadium, 5.50 p.m. The Western Bulldogs, dollar sixty two. Just starr- staggering a little, Barra. A bit like a, your tipping. A bit like my tipping. for Yes, yeah, shocking last week. Richmond, $1.88. The Bulldogs outscored the Giants by 32 points from clearances last week. Mm. Ranked number one while being outscored by 38 points from intercept possessions. Ranked 17th. They took nine marks inside 50 in the first term last week. The equal most by any team this season. Richmond, however, has lost five of its last six matches at Marvel Stadium, including one draw, with its last win there back in round nine at 2021. Well, Damien Harwick told us they didn't like travelling the kilometre down the road in Tram 27 mm. or whatever it is. Well, they don't win there either. Uh, Liam Jones is a test and Ed Richards may come back um, James O'Donnell from concussion and looks like that might be offset by uh, Keith and obviously Bruce that really bad news for him and a second ACL required I'm going to pick the dogs I think the you know it's best is still better than Richmond's they're stuttering a bit hard to know what to make of Richmond at the moment pretty good last week against Melbourne but didn't get the job done I am going to stick with the dogs in this one
1: Surely tomorrow night they win. I mean, if they lose, they're actually out of the top eight. So it's a, ma- a massive game for them, isn't it? Because you know if they're going to if they're going to stay alive, and then you got to ask the question: What happens to Bevo if they miss the eight? Well, he's contract. He's a bit up and down on yeah. Bevo, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Well,
0: they're they're just. I think if you look at their squad, I would
1: say definitely underachieved this year. Definitely underachieved, and I think Nank comes back. Big Curvis and there's somebody else, isn't there? There's another another in for um, for the Tigers. So, yeah, I, I reckon um, the Bulldogs for sure. If they don't, the, the cat will be set amongst the pigeons, so to speak. Uh, Marvel
0: Stadium, Saturday, 11.45 a.m. Essendon V, the West Coast Eagles, coming off a rare win, the Eagles. Since round 17, the Eagles have won the contested position count by 6.3 per game in general play. They are ranked number one in that category, Barra. Um, Essendon after going into round 14 Going beautifully uh, into the bye with four wins in a row They've now lost five of their last six matches Uh, Obviously losing that one by just two points last week uh, they kicked eight of the last ten goals of the game last round against the Swans but, of course, fell two points shy. Mm-hmm. Last time these, team, these teams met, the Bombers won by 50 points and Mason Redman, Nick Martin and Zach Merritt all had over 30 disposals. McGovern looks like he's a big in for the Eagles. Hearn, who's not going to play in this away game, playing the final two home and away games and is still 50-50 for the Western Bulldogs on the road. And net today we hear that Dom Sheed's now out for the year as well.
1: Yes, mate. And it looks like for the season, a, hot spot, a yeah. hot spot which uh, I think will evolve into a stress fracture if I'm uh, going to tip anything. Jaden Short was that Tigers guy that's yep. come back as well, so that makes me think that uh, they're going to be a lot, very competitive. But, yeah, what do the Eags do? They lose Bunga. McGovern comes back. They've got two-metre Peter. and they, the, the Essendon forward line isn't. Too bad. They've got Langford as well. He's kicked 40 goals this year, Langford. Yeah, no, they've got, they've got to get a hold of him. Parrish has come. ever. I think ever since Parrish has been back, they haven't been going that great. No, so no. I don't know what's going on there, whether they should keep Parrish or whether he, he should try his luck elsewhere. Um, but yeah, you'd have to you have to tip the bombers, wouldn't you? Absolutely. <laughs> tip <Tipping> the bombers. <laughs>
0: Excuse me. Uh, Adela- Adelaide Oval, Saturday, 12 10 pm. Adelaide, $1.37. Gold Coast Suns, $3.10. Adelaide has won all five matches between these sides at Adelaide Oval by forty two, an average of 42 points. Mm-hmm. Crows are uh, very impressive in the showdown last week, took 13 more marks inside 50 than the Power, ranked number one in their equal third best differential this year. Gold Coast, never, Barra, have they won at Adelaide Oval in 11 attempts, losing by 33 points to Port Adelaide in round 17. If they win this game... And I'm not tipping him, by the way. I'm tipping Adelaide. You will start to sit up and take notice of Stephen King as coach, won't you? As caretaker coach.
1: Is it, is there any circumstances where he could get over Damien Hardwick, do you think? Well, of course there's always circumstances, but I'm not, I can't list, list them, please. I can't see. What I've nah. Win the flag? With win the flag, he stays? <laughs> so <laughs> Finish Hardwick? top four, he stays? Yeah. Anything else? Uh, no, win the flag. <laughs> win the flag yeah, only. Mate. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd, and look, I think Damien Hardwick, he can sell the club. He can sell hope. He yeah. can sell memberships. And also, he can bring players with him possibly. You might see a Rewald or a Martin. You might even see a
1: Buddy Franklin, according to your sources. I don't think that will happen. But um, Did you say that Josh Rochelle returns for um, the Crows? He's been on a suspension, so they're actually going to get stronger. So I'm with you, my friend. Um, He's I've...
0: kicked 11-13 from 10 games at Adelaide Oval this season. So, And I think that, that suspension he was missing for was pretty... It was pretty poor discipline, so he'll be he'll come back ready to prove a point. Crows by 34 points. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Saturday, MCG 235 pm. Barra concerned about this game. Hawthorne $5 versus the Magpies $1.17 coming off a loss. I don't like the sound of that. Uh since round 17, Hawthorne has scored 21.1% of its intercept possessions, the highest percentage in the AFL. Um, the real concerning one, and we saw it again last week in the first quarter. Over the last two seasons, the Hawks have conceded nine goals without a reply seven times. That's just not good enough, but possibly reflects a young team. Frost is out with a foot injury. Looks like James Blank will come in, so they'll balance each other out. For um, And I would say Collingwood's only issue. It was a loss they had to have. They'll bounce back this week. I'm going to pick them. Um, ground ball gets is an issue for them. There are a couple of areas of concern, but... Look, they can find different ways to win. And I and I think Hawthorne will again go with Finn McGuinness on Nick Dacos and see how
1: that plays yeah. out. Bobby Hill returns from illness um, for the Pies as well. Ash Johnson kicked four goals in the Rezies and putting a bit of pressure on Mason Cox again. Mason Cox, mate, he's just up and down, isn't he, like a yo-yo? He plays. He just, he just re Well, they've got plan B now. What is Plan B? Well, break glass, bring Jeremy Howe, put him up the forward line. He'll kick four and mm. a quarter. So does Cox? Is he in your yeah, in your finals? He is. Picture because he. It's
0: a difficult match because he can
1: win a prelim for you or something, can't he? You can out of the He's, blue. he's a
0: difficult match up, and you've got Johnson... enough flexibility now with your team, I think, to play mm. him. So you don't play Ash Johnson? Oh well, if you can find a way, look. I, you know what I reckon about Ash Johnson? I reckon he just doesn't know how good he can be yet. Mm. To me, he's got the most upside of anyone
1: on that list. You know, when I was researching Buddy Franklin this week, that's what a lot of blokes said about Buddy too. That um, so he played one game for Perth. I uh, rang Stan Magro; he was our coach, right? The mm-hmm. great Stan Magro, Collingwood hard man, just one of the toughest blokes going around. Mm-hmm. He was coaching Perth, and he said, "Yeah, they promoted him as seventeen-year-old from Wesley. He turned up with his Wesley bag at training. Trained with him one time. They played him on the wing because he's so so you know skinny, and uh, he was all legs." He said, but he had actually had something special, kicked a goal that day, and he thought they wanted to play him more. But I think Wesley pulled the pin and said, nah, he's got to start studying. Uh, he's got to get through. And um, they pulled him back. And then, of course, I, I did look up. I did look up, mate. <laughs> this, that, this must haunt the Tigers. I know we talked about it on Tuesday, but I, I better just complete the complete picture of the Richard draft. Richard
0: Tamling. You're going to mention Richard Tamling, <laughs> eh?
1: But the draft – guess so first pick was Richmond in that draft that Buddy went, okay? And they took – Brett Deledio. Yes. Okay, so fair enough. And uh, concession. So a lot of a lot of these are concession picks because their teams are struggling. Pick two was your man Jared Ruffhead, mm. which is said. So they went with Jared first. Pick three went to the Bulldogs. They took Ryan Griffin. Mm-hmm. Which is a good player, Would have played two hundred games. And then there's there's the big pick. Pick four, the Tigers, ready to go. They've already got Deledio. They're feeling good. There's that Franklin kid from Perth. Nah, this kid at Southern Districts Footy Club. Richard Tambling. And then the Hawks go, what? They didn't take him. Right. Lance Franklin. <laughs> and then you know what? Your blokes at seven, they took Jordan yeah, Lewis. They did. So they got, in one draft, they got Roughhead, Franklin, and Lewis. Mm. And then the next year, they got Hodge and somebody else. Just set the club up in, in two years. So it gives the Eagles hope. It does. Mind you, Franklin was pretty good player. and oh, So yeah. was Roughhead. So yeah,
0: were the other well, blokes. So might Harley Reed be. But... Hodgey. Uh, Saturday, 5.25pm, GMHBA Stadium, Geelong $1.57, Port Adelaide $2.40. Both of Geelong's losses at GMHBA Stadium this season have been against interstate teams by seven points in each game, obviously Frio being one last weekend. Port Adelaide has lost its last eight matches at GMHBA Stadium with its last win win coming in 2007. They have conceded 106.3 points per game across the last three rounds, the most of any side in this time. Mm. So they're coughing up scores, Barra. No Alir Alir, no Lockie Jones who are missing under um, concussion protocols. That's going to hurt them, although Geelong, two big outs, Tom Hawkins and Bliss Alves. Bliss Alves is a huge out for them. Jeremy Cameron's been out of form, but if he clicks, they might be in a bit of trouble, Port, because they are – Lacking defenders, and like you wouldn't want to ride them off. and Geelong is stumbling, but mm. I'm going to pick the cats because you just can't see them
1: losing two in a row at home. Yeah, well, Lockie Jones and Aliyah Aliyah out with concussion. Amazing. Willie Rioli comes back from that <laughs> weird suspension, so that'll be they handy. deserve that week. But it, I reckon, the, and Port will be filthy about getting touched up in the showdown, eh? After shooting their mouths off and saying we hate the crows and all that, and then they get beaten, so they'll be hungry. It is a it is a massive danger game for the Cats, particularly with Hawkins out. Um, but probably, at, uh, I guess, at home, just by a couple of points, maybe the Cats. But w- w- what's happened with the Lear? Lear, have you heard anything? Oh, he's just missing. He, no, the, but, the what, have, have they ta- been fi- done anything to? No, important. they haven't
0: found them yet. But they, what it, are they waiting for? Uh, they're just the AFL integrity units looking through it, and I would suggest that it be. What are they
1: looking through, mate?
0: Oh, they're looking through the the, the, um, the fact that it was. Um, HIA assessment, but not a, not a um, yeah. another assessment.
1: But why does it take so long to look through that? Oh, I don't
0: know. Because, <laughs> well, they, they'd be also debating what the penalty should be. And we expect them to be financial and we expect them to be steep because they need to send out 100 a message. hundred grand? Could be. More. No, it won't be more, but no, it could be that much. No draft picks? No, you can't do draft no picks. No premiership points? I don't think so. Mm. But you can send a pretty good message with a very steep fine that, well, this is not tolerated and – Look, you've got to – the doctor might have thought he was okay. He might have thought he was okay, but I just don't – you've got to have all the tests. When you are motionless well, – He, he
1: hasn't of, got concussion. No, That's but you're thing.
0: still at the time when you were motionless oh, yeah. on the deck. It's not a good look for the game. Now, Giants oh, – who are you picking? Oh, you're picking the long as well. In in Giants Stadium, Saturday, 5.30 p.m., big, big, big game. The Giants at seventy-seven. Sydney 2 dollars five. Have to win it to keep their finals charge going, Sydney – Um, they have a 2-6 win-loss record against top eight teams this season with their wins coming against the Blues in round 11 and the Bulldogs in round 18. And they are certainly coming up against a top eight side and a very, very well-coached one. GWS's win over the Bulldogs was their seventh in a row, a new club record bearer. They've won five games when trailing at three-quarter time. They're equal most by any team with Collingwood. So... They're really good at scrapping the Giants. They're defensively well set up behind play with Sam Taylor and then they go okay in the midfield and they've got a few options in the forward line. Himmelberg re-signed for, on a long-term deal um, today too, which is good news for them. I'm picking the Giants. I just reckon they're playing really, really hard to penetrate footy at the moment. Two big names out, eh? Rampy and Franklin... Uh, and it's Rampy's the... really big for them mm. He set, sets them up So well behind the footy
1: If Tommy Green And Jesse Hogan Both come back You'd, you'd say Monty's the GWS eh? mm. But um, yeah I'm well, not... I don't
0: think they're Monty's I think it, You know It's obviously the battle Of the bridge over there But I, I'm just I, I like the Giants I like the way Kingsley's got them set up And they're, they're really hard To beat now
1: At Giants Stadium yep. Yeah no, I'll take uh, I'll take GWS My friend
0: uh, Sunday 11.10am North Melbourne $8 Melbourne $1.80 Eight. No Oliver quite yet, but I don't think he's too far away. In fact, Simon Goodwin's um, forecasting maybe in round 22. Uh, scored a season high, 139 points against North Melbourne in round seven and is averaging 103 against them in their last five matches. A Kangaroos loss following that uh, loss to West Coast last week will make it 18 in a row for the Roos, which is their worst, third worst consecutive losing streak in the history of the club. Um, since round 17, the Kangaroos have lost the inside 50 count by 19.8 per game and taken just 5.5 marks per game in that zone, ranked last in each stat. I am going to go uh, Melbourne. Uh, they'll they'll stick with the one Ruckman in Max Gorn. Uh, I like the way their forward line's functioning. Um, Van Royen, Petty got up there and kicked six last week. Fritz hopefully still to squeeze back in. but They're a really competitive forward line, and we know what their midfield can do, mm. and they've got some guns behind the footy, Lever, May. Uh, I reckon right now they're looming on form mm. as the biggest challenger to Collingwood. Yeah. And I'm picking
1: them in this game. And they've still got the uh, great midfielder to come back, haven't they? They do. Yeah, so what happens with Brody Grundy, that's going to be so fascinating to see if they do try to squeeze him back in there. and. Mm. And Max Gorn's playing so well. It's you're pretty be... hard to see at the moment. You're not going to muck around with that balance. Nah. Very fine balance. And they found Harrison Petty, which is handy too. Six goals. So, yeah, yeah, Melbourne easy in my opinion. Uh, Marvel Stadium, Sunday, 1.20pm.
0: St Kilda, $2.80. Carlton, $1.43 over the last six rounds. Carlton has outscored its opponents from clearances by a total of 235 points, the best differential on record. St Kilda ranks number one for ground ball, gets differential this season. The Saints... A test for Bradley Hill with that bruised lung. A test for Max King with that shoulder. If they get those two back, it's a big, two big ins. Carlton's still without Sam Walsh for uh, one to two weeks. But Charlie Curnow, um, he'll get an opportunity against this defence uh, as long as the Carlton midfield can do the job. They've given us no indication to suggest they can't. I'm picking Carlton. Yeah, chair
1: out as well with a hammy. You, you wouldn't be surprised, would you? You would not be surprised if Carlton dropped the ball here and St Curtis snuffed him out. With you know, he'll work out some great stuff for Kerno, won't he? Can you imagine Ross Lyon plotting the downfall of Kuno? Uh, it, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how he does it. Memory, memory, what might play as well? I don't think it can happen. though, can it? surely the Blues are they the real? They must be the real. Well, deal I think now. they are. I beat Collingwood. Come on! I think they are now. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yep. I'm picking them. Me too. Uh, And the final game, Sunday at Optus Stadium, 2.40 p.m., 2.65, the Dockers, playing against Brisbane, the favourites at $1.48. Brisbane's actually averaging 92 points on the road, ranked number one in the competition. They just can't win on the road very Mm. often. Um, The Dockers have lost six of their last eight against the Lions, with the Lions scoring 110 points or more in their last two wins. Uh, Looking to come back in. um, Banfield with a knee laceration is a test. Will Brody, uh, with an, that ankle injury is a test. Um, Cox ankle test and Warner calf test as well. Um, Zach Bailey for the Lions might come back in after a calf injury. And Oscar McInerney, um, who's had an ankle injury, also a test. Oscar would be a very big in. I think you've got – li- I like the Brisbane defence, Harris, Andrews and Payne. Um, that'll be ha- hard mm-hmm. to score against. I'm going to back them here, Brisbane. I know it's yeah. a – yeah, it's a, it's a tough game to pick this. Given their, their flaky form on the road, that was a shocking loss mm-hmm. to Gold Coast last week. Mm-hmm. But I reckon they
1: have to bounce back That was here. on the road about five Ks down the road. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but still, still on the road. I, I know, I know. It's amazing. There's, the hostile territory of Carrara. As soon as they leave the Gabba, they just fall apart. Kitty Coleman.
0: K- koalas and parrots flying everywhere. <laughs>
1: and, you know, it's, missing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I'm. You're going to say you're going to take the Lions, eh? I'm I taking think, the Lions. You know what? I might back in the Dockers' new form, uh, albeit just uh, one great week. Uh, Hayden Young, he did the job on Patrick Dangerfield. He's the cooler man. It worked perfectly because he could go back and play on Dangerfield when he pushed forward, yep. and Ace just whipped flipped into the center. So he was the perfect guy. Can he do the job on Lockie Neal? Lockie Neal doesn't push forward that much. He's he basically plays in the midfield. So Hayden Young would have to stay with him. Maybe he's not. It's not the ideal matchup. Maybe it is. Ryan Daniels asked him on Tuesday night, and he said, "Oh, we'll have to have a look at it." Or does Ace just go to to Lockie Neal? Because apparently, if you stop Lockie Neal, you stop Brisbane. I reckon you go with Hayden Young. He's just done the job. You yeah, go with him, him. Yeah, I
0: reckon Use Used the I ball reckon, so. forward magnificently. How do you reckon Dane um, Zorko's feeling this week with the bruised... Um, yeah, you,
1: hey, feel me, you know, i miss that. What so Toot
0: Miller has got a decent, the old-fashioned squirrel grip. He's got a hold of the old Nuri area and he's held on for quite some time and the AFL just said nothing to see here. When did that come up? It's, it's like Frank d- Drebin out the front of the <laughs> fireworks shop. <laughs> fireworks going over... And and I'll tell you what, then he he got away with it because he there was no complaint later after high. the game. <laughs> there was a he, but he did mention it on, on radio the next day. He said Is that,
1: he dropped him in it, did he?
0: Well the next day he said, Well fair enough too. I reckon that's a, fair no, enough. a no go
1: in. zone. You can't grab a it's bloke It's a No down go zone, there. but you don't drop blokes in it. Well you do especially when they for, grab you down there. Especially for the squirrel grip. Did you ever get squirrel gripped? No, I tell you who did, mate. I tell you who did. Carl Langdon. Yes. <laughs> Carl Langdon. And allegedly, allegedly, it was Ken Hinckley. Yep. Allegedly against the Cats, right? Mm-hmm. So no proof, but Carl got squirrel gripped and he jumped up and he belted the closest bloke, which was Ken Hinckley. <laughs> he
0: st- he st- and he got weeks for that, didn't he? He got suspended. I don't blame him for getting grabbed <laughs> but, down there. But
1: there's no proof that it was Ken Hinckley. That <laughs> was a funny So bit. there was
0: a famous player uh, who we won't mention, so we won't mention Libba, um, who was uh, – Apparently, initials uh, the old the old uh, the, uh, you know the old uh, digit uh, at the up the backside just to put players off uh, the old hoppawade. Mm-hmm. and uh, Andrew Jarman was telling me one day that he uh, he was uh, poked in that area A and I said what did you do and he said I turned around smiled and said I love it <laughs> and he said what it, well, it didn't go down well
1: he did do the last, so. he would love that <laughs>
0: He's he, a funny that's man. That's what
1: he was like, yeah. He's so. a very funny man. Anyway, we're, I'm tipping the Dockers, mate. I, I'm going to keep the faith, my now, friend. a
0: bit of a plug, I had a sit down with Dale Alcott, the mm-hmm. outgoing president, the fifth president of the Fremantle Dockers, um, handing it over to Chris Sutherland at the end of the season, um, been on the board for 12 years, had a chat about just about everything, Barra. So over the next two days in the West Australian, we'll be rolling out some... A couple of features, um, Dale Alcock, his vision of the past and the future and where he reckons they're at. And I'll just give you a little bit of a taste. He, he's backing them in on their five-year plan. They've got two years to go after this one where they obviously – To win a flag. They wanted fi- to win a flag, AFL and AFLW. So, so win
1: a flag by 2025. Yep.
0: They've got a couple of years to do it. It is a young group, and twenty twenty five
1: is going to be a big year. It is,
0: yeah. It is. Well, twenty twenty four will be a big year for them as well. Really, next, uh, next
1: year, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but he's you got to win it by twenty twenty five. That's right, it? yeah. But so they're going to need Chapman to come on. They're going to have to have Hayden Young in the midfield playing. Which aim to sort of come on a bit more. Luke what about, Jackson. What about Summer's article today saying they should trade Sean Darcy? Yeah, it's interesting, yeah. But then, then he said so they can draft that big ruckman, Mitch. Yeah. But if, why would they get rid of a Ruckman to draft him? Well,
0: rate? I mean, if he wants to go, he wants to go. And we don't know where he's at at the moment. Sure. No, but he was saying course, trade him. We should point out he is contracted for next year. This is when he becomes a restricted free agent at the end of 2024, Sean Darcy. So mm. that was an interesting uh, – I mentioned Luke Shuey in there too about the Dockers should have a crack at him for their coaching
1: panel um, if he retires at the end of this year. Yeah. It's an interesting... Um, Feels like the premiership captain might actually try to help out his own club first, I reckon. And yeah. whether he goes round or not, maybe should... Uh, but it, you know what? I'm backing that guy in, Luke Shuey. He will make the right decision. He won't make the decision that's good for him. Yeah, he's, he'll make, he's, a, he's a good
0: human. Yeah, he will yeah, make the right decision for he, the club. He'll
1: do... And even though it's... I mean, people listening now, it is very hard to understand... But it would be very difficult. I'm not saying it's not hard to understand. I'm saying imagine you're earning, say, still earning four hundred. It's pretty hard to turn down $400,000, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like to say not? I you don't know. What? I've never been um, offered for. Well, I reckon it would be bloody you hard. half of that. No, I reckon <laughs> it would be bloody hard. It's like Niswa. Niswa would be on seven figures. Who's Niswa? Uh, Trevor Niswa. Okay. So that would be hard to turn down too, wouldn't it? Would it would be. Indeed. Imagine if you were on a million bucks. Would you be able to turn that down? No. <laughs>
0: You're going around. I'm in the wrong job, mate, for you earning that much (laughs) money. You and me both, brother. Now it's time for this.
1: Saddle up your
0: camel. It's time for the Thirsty Camel Mailbag. (laughs) Thank you to Thirsty Camel. And we are giving away, Barra, a 10-pack of 196 double lemon. It's a beautiful drop. Uh, Please send your mail into quarters and barra at wanews.com.au. Got a bit to get through, so bear with me. Uh, This one, Dear B&Q, which he suggests um, is a great name for a hardware store. Yeah, Time to put injuries to declining veterans into the context of saving coaches from themselves. Example A is Buddy. Uh, His injury meant that Amadi and McDonald got the chance to shine on Saturday night against the Bombers. Example B, Fife. His injury has meant that we have seen Erasmus get an opportunity through the middle, not to mention that Frio had to ditch the Fifers forward malarkey and be forced to play Amos and Tracy. Ditto Will Brody in 2022. Example C, Luke Shuey, which he says has accelerated Hewitt and Gimby through the midfield. Um, Also, Nick Nat with Bailey Williams. In all these cases, these superstars are too good to ever drop or retire and establish loyalties, relationships, and even the status of these players makes it near impossible to make the necessary hard call. Um, and that is from John Lynn. John, um, yeah, I disagree. I think you have to make the hard calls sometimes. Uh, we've seen other clubs do it, and they've moved on. Barra,
1: mate, I'll tell you what was brilliant last night on Seven News. Did, I'm not. This is not just to plug it. it. It was actually brilliant. Did you watch it? For four minute story, we had mic'd up Nat Fife. Now we had to do a lot of sort of to and fro with the club to make sure they were happy with what we were, were, uh, we were running. But we mic'd him up for an entire session, and it was fascinating to go. Inside the Mount Mind of the Brownlow Medalist. Was
0: this a session, a training session?
1: Training session, yeah. yeah. And how he conducted himself amongst his teammates. I think a lot of people would have been impressed with the way he conducted himself. But at one stage there, Ryan Daniels did the story. At one stage there, he was he was coaching Michael John um, uh, Matt Johnson about you know being a big big player and how they're going to come for you and how to handle yourself and all this sort of stuff. And it was spectacular. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's on the it's on the Do- uh, Do- Dockers website. Check it out, Fifey mic'd up, fantastic, and it, it, he's worth keeping around, not only for that reason, but just as a player, but because what he can do for those young guys in the midfield and wh- how he can guide them, and perhaps they might be missing a bit of that on the field stuff oh, Yeah, well. let's
0: hope he gets a, has a good pre-season and can play from mm. the get-go next year. They so need him, he's yep. a big body in the middle. High quarters and barra, long time listener, first time correspondent, love the pod. Why has nobody considered trading the following players on West Coast list? Jack Petrotelli has speed, is a nice kick and finisher, however, is consistently injured and struggles to string together games on the park. Um, Dom Sheed, Premiership hero, ball accumulator and nice kick. However, there is no grunt or hard running about him. Liam Ryan, special delight to watch and skills that bring out the best of his teammates. But is that what a rebuilding club needs? I believe the West Coast need to target the midfield in this draft. By netting two to three mids, there will be a young core developing with bigger bodies, brackets Kelly, Yo, Duggan, to step up and protect them while they develop. Now is the time. Also... Would love to see Luke Shuey make the 250 milestone. With his burst speed and instant impact, wouldn't he be perfect for a permanent tactical sub? Could he extend his career another year and provide the leadership we require on game day while reducing the impact of AFL on his body but reducing his minutes? Can easily play in the centre, back line or forward line. I see him being really valuable in this role, although not as captain. Cheers. That's Claire from Kingsley. Barra.
1: Very nice, Claire. And um, it's nice to see everyone keeping the... uh Email's nice and short. Yeah, sorry. They get shorter from here. Look, <laughs> look, uh, Petra, Petro, they're trying to use him in the midfield. They haven't got a lot of blokes that they can throw through there, so they're going to have to sort of persevere with him. Same with Dom Sheet. I'm not sure what you get for Dom Sheet if you let him go. Plus, he's that premiership hero. He'll never be forgotten. I asked um, uh, Adam Simpson today about Liam Ryan at the press conference, and he said he's not going anywhere. We need Flying Ryan. The midfield... Elijah Hewitt's the one that, you know, I think he's better than we think. Oh, he I is. I think he's really I think good. I
0: we don't underestimate him. I've absolutely well, got being, a lot
1: of... Ruben Jimby took the lion's share of, you know, the publicity. But I reckon Elijah Hewitt, he might even go past Jimby. He's mate, got it, an
0: explosive it, speed oh, through the stoppage, doesn't he? Yeah. And the
1: confidence when he kicked that goal last week, running inboard and snapped it and then gave it to Benny Cousins, mate... There's some good signs there, but they do have to rebuild for about two years. This might be our winner this week, Barra.
0: In fact, it will be because I'm forecasting it. it. Um, This one from Joel from Greenwood, high QB and team. Um, I just wanted to send a quick message about Bunga Hearn, given he announced his retirement season ends. Um, He sort of lists his career here, but then he says... um, uh, he's also perhaps the most down-to-earth bloke to chat to. I'm going to miss chatting to him at the Servo in Duncrag and at the cricket. He was a gun cricketer that could easily have been playing a different trade in England. But as an Eagles tragic, I'm glad he gave us 18 years of service and a premiership. Now, three things. One, I think a great tribute would be for the Eagles to paint a 70-metre arc at, per- at Perth Stadium <laughs> and MRP <laughs> for thanks, t- hashtag yeah, thanks good. bunger. <laughs> Something different to give this legend a worthy send-off. As a member of the first kick, first goal in <laughs> AFL club, has there ever been a better first goal than Shannon's? 60 metres out, city of Subi, and it's sailed through halfway up the goalpost height. Barra, as resident <laughs> Eagles storyteller, have you got a Bunga, Bunga heard story? Oh, mate, it's it, going to be hard to knock off that
1: one. The only, the only th- thing I'll add, I've, I've told a few on the podcast already, but the only thing I'll add is that I'm talking to Bunga about who his toughest opponent was, was um, it was Buddy Franklin. <laughs> imagine Bunger lining up on Buddy Franklin? Mm. It's a complete opposite. Mm. An absolute block, you know, block <laughs> built like a brick, you know what, versus a guy who can run like the wind. Buddy, he he, he he matched up and he played on some of the great players. But what a great suggestion, a 70-metre arc with bunger on it. They're already giving out beanies, I saw. And I noticed Goss has grown a leg now. Got Tim Gossage, because I don't know if he listens to the podcast, but Goss – that's got so much play because he called that first goal. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> ten had the coverage yeah, back Yeah, yeah, it would have. Yeah. And Goss, he does. I tell you what. To, to Goss's credit, he d- he done his research and he predicted that he's got a he's got a big leg on him or something, and he'll, he'll make he could the good call, distance, Goss. And he yeah. went bang. Him and your brother used to go well together, I mm. thought. Yeah, Stephen, no, a good call, a yeah. good
0: man, Goss. Hello, if you're listening. But that, yeah, I'm happy with you giving
1: the award to that fellow. Well, I haven't
0: it? yet, but let's just say it's the clubhouse oh, leader. Yeah, right. uh, g'day, boys. With the race for the finals really heating up, he wants to talk about the 17-6. Doesn't work. The main reason is the AFL will always want a number of teams to play each other more than once. W uh, West Coast Frio, Port Crows, Lions, Suns and Giants, Swans. Um, also big uh, Melbourne clashes. Reckons it would compromise the fixture to favour to favour the team finishing seventh. Seventh place is where you'd want your team finishing after round seventeen, as you'll play five teams place lower than you on the ladder. I don't know about this.
1: Oh, sorry, this isn't it. What do you think? Now I'm going to be really honest here and say I missed most of that. What was the question? Oh look, it's <laughs> a 17-6.
0: Look, you know I. Don't... Oh yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Well, that's that. I mean that the only way to have a actually uncompromised rule is yeah. to have everyone play everyone once and then uh, go with the six six and six the, but the problem Top is, is the medicine, double up
0: the problem is the double ups and they've got to
1: address how that. do they do that yeah, maybe it's like well, can you have a Derby two can't have two derbies can't have two showdowns you have to
0: yeah so, that's the problem yeah okay this one from John high quarters and Barra should the second statue outside of the stadium be buddy Franklin I know he didn't play for a WA team, but he is – well, he did. He played for Perth. Um, But he is arguably the second greatest WA footballer behind Polly Farmer. He changed the perception of what a forward can do, similar to Polly as a Ruckman, similar to the MCG, where there are statues of sporting greats. I think the Optus Stadium precinct could follow suit. What is going on at Optus Stadium Barrow? Where is the Polly statue? They were talking about it. There has to be a statue. Get them up. I reckon we'd we'd look fantastic statues. The more statues, the better. Yes. Yeah, yeah.
1: I do like the Nicky Winmar one pointing. It's to his, great. It's a great first one pointing to his stomach. It is great. But there is a farmer freeway that comes past the stadium. There that's, is. That's probably be, that's probably better in it. Oh, I want you want a statue. You, of you've probably. got the bloody tunnel named after. But it. I
0: reckon it's a great idea for having. Um, I think Polly next, and then Buddy. I would be happy with that. Mm. And is he the second best player to come out of WA,
1: or is he the best? Uh, that's a debate you probably don't want to have just as we speak. So uh, yeah. what's next, mate?
0: Uh, no, I'm happy to have it. I reckon he is the second best player to come out of WA. Uh, this <laughs> one comment? from Raj Nia. G'day, gents. Born and raised in Mumbai. Moved to Perth 15 years ago. And first job was at Hungry Jack's to make ends meet. Hey. That's where I was exposed to West Coast players as they did the Eagles visit. My first ever burger I made was for Daniel Kerr. Which was a grilled chicken burger with double beetroot. He's got a good memory. Double beetroot. That's how my affection for the club started. And later I got married into a Mad Eagles family. My favourite sporting moment in life was watching the Eagles Premiership live at the G, and that's coming from a mad cricket fan from India. My wife and I listened to the pod together, and she reckons Barra has got the sexiest radio voice (laughs) In the Australian sporting media. Thank God. I thought which it was... makes me slightly jealous and worried. Barra, uh, sexy radio voice. Very horse. good
1: judge. But, um, uh, and hello to uh, Raj's wife. Did uh, you say what, her name? Is? No.
0: Um, You'd like two, me to
1: say hello to her. Part
0: two question. <laughs> uh, in the likely event of Tom Brass leading, leaving, I'm absolutely amazed there is no noise about the Eagles going for Sam Taylor from GWS. I know he's contracted. He's just an ideal replacement for Brass. Your thoughts? Also, the other one was about... Court a subject close to your heart. NFL has spent a billion dollars as compensation for almost 4,000 ex-players for head concussions. Um, what's the AFL going to do in the future decades? Well, I'll just answer that one first. They've changed the concussion protocols to an 11-step, 12-day process. Um, we'd like to see – I'd like to see that expanded out even to 21 days. Mm. Um There are medical subs and there is a strategic plan that they're reviewing. They're looking at expanded financial assistance and they're working with Gordon Legal to formulate that. Obviously there are um, some group legal actions happening as we speak. Uh, We've seen some stuff in court recently, Shane Tuck, um, Danny Frawley, etc. So there are, they are looking, we have made, I think we've made progression. We're still a long way from where we need to be, but I think we are moving in the right direction. What does concern me is these um, – they uh, had a uh, conference in Amsterdam uh, this year and, you know, I'm just not sure if the people are getting together and really – because they've got vested interests, a lot of these people, in the sports. You don't want players to be missing too much with concussions. Mm. So there, there are some issues there, but that's where we're at with it. How now, does, what do you think about Barass and Sam Taylor?
1: How does boxing uh, survive as well? It's, it's remarkable, yeah. isn't it, when you think about it? Sam Taylor, I mean, I can't believe he got away from us. Veras, if he wants to go, I think it's going to help our rebuild. Um, I love the Raj. I love the story about um, Daniel Kerr and and Raj's wife. I, I love speaking to you yeah. as well. The um, uh, the beetroot. All I can say about that is when you've eaten a lot of beetroot, just make sure you remember because. Later on, you when might you go to have a. You yeah. think, oh, my God, yeah, I've, I've got cancer. You know, I've done you that. Know? <laughs> have you ever done that? Yes, You're I going, have. I'm, I'm bleeding. Yeah, I And have your done wife that. goes, uh, uh, Glenn. You, you, you <laughs> ate those four <laughs> beetroots the other day. Yeah, I have <laughs> oh, been how, there. how relieved are you when you remember? Oh, yeah, I've been there, done that. the <laughs> <laughs> same. But I'll tell you a funny story about Hungry Jacks. I, I don't know if it's funny. I, I always say that, and people go, what do you say? You know, so you shouldn't say that. So anyway, I'll tell you a story about Hungry Jacks when they first started sponsoring us, we used to get free Whoppers. The Eagles, like literally yeah. free Whoppers. So every time in those days, so you'd have to walk in in your footy gear and your boots just to prove. No, no, we just had a pass. <laughs> it was brilliant. You had this pass right, and you. Yeah, when well,
0: you used to drive around
1: in your Eagles gear, didn't you? No, okay. I used to keep my Eagles bag in the back though all the time because so you'd a, never forget it. No, no, because coppers pull you over. And they right? sit, look in and they see your bag and you're Swedeski. Is
0: that right? Uh, I,
1: allegedly that happens.
0: Um, Come on. Did you get off a speeding
1: flight? No, nah, I'm, I'm not, so not I'm, so I heard that someone was speeding. Oh, right. And they looked in the back and they go, oh, you play for the Eagles, do you? And it was, it was Swedeski. I shouldn't have said that. So we had this pass. We used to be able to get free, basically everything, but free whoppers is particular. So there's that one on Belmont on Great Eastern Highway. Mm-hmm. Which I thought Simo owned that one, but you reckon it's Carlisle. So every, no, he own South Perth and Carlisle. Yeah, but the one on Belmont, you know, have you been down oh, I know Highland, the one you on mean, the way yes, to the airport? Yes. So we used to always go through there on the way to the airport and get something to eat, you know, for the flight or, you know, yes. to, and just load up on. Because in those days, you didn't worry too much about your diet. Mm. You know what I mean? In those days, you could. When Brown, I was talking to Mal Brown. Mal Brown used to have a steak and tomato before a game.
0: Well, I remember going to Hawthorne training and they used to have sausages. In bread, I know. can you imagine that now? I know,
1: just, just it's great with...
0: for the Oz kickers, but it's not great for elite athletes.
1: It reminds me of that story of uh, when they asked John Todd if he knew the difference between a fat and a cholesterol. Actually, I won't give you the punchline there. No. Maybe at another time. But let me finish the <laughs> Hungry Jack story. Yes. <laughs> so one day we're driving along and we've gone through Hungry Jacks. You just go because we always go just through the drive-through and load up with you know so much stuff. And we pull out of there and we're on Great Eastern Highway, and I think. I think McKenna's driving, uh, Summer's in the passenger seat, Woosh is in the back with me, right? Um, so i got to lift with those blokes because they used to always go together. And maybe Jakovic was in there too. I can't remember. Anyway, there was this truck kept coming up behind us and honking its horn and getting beside us and beep, beep, beep. And we thought I was, you know, who's this nufty? And we'd pull up at the lights and he'd come up and you can see him sort of shouting out the window. What's going on? So blew his speeds off. Get caught at the next lights, and Summer's in the passenger seat, and the truck's on on the left of him. And he goes, "Like hey, boys, I'll sort this out." And he winds down the window, and the truckie leans out. He goes, "Just F and kick straight, Sumit, you dickhead." <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> it's all about Summers kicking. <laughs> we thought it was about Bluey's driving. <laughs> that's and that's, he used to polarize people, didn't he? Oh yeah, didn't he? Like with his goal kicking. Yeah, he was a good player. Remember those days? Yeah,
0: he did polarize with his kicking. Yeah,
1: <laughs> when you when you see him the next week, ask him about the, the truck he given him the a spray.
0: What did he say back? Do you remember? <laughs>
1: he's, he's just blushed, okay.
0: Blushed right up yeah. to me. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, that's a, that's a great email. um Jermaine from Piara Awards, Hi, guys. Uh, keep up the good work. Loving the chatter on the podcast. Something a, something a little different. Been watching the ABC TV series Warriors on Netflix and eight episodes and worth a watch. Um, some real AFL issues like gambling, Asada, match fixing, racism, drugs, etc. Well, I'd watch it after I've watched Channel 7 programs, oh, of, course match, of course, Barrett. But while on the subject of AFL in the media, what are some good biography books you would recommend to us to try and pick up and read? I tried Boys Club, and it was horrible. Thanks. Well, I've got a dif-
1: I got to dif- disagree with it. I love Boys Club. Yeah, but so that's, that's not a that's not a footy well, a no, book. A, that's like it is a politics and crap. It's a, yeah, but it's a Who good Who wants to read about that? Oh, it's a good well, book. I, I like to read about it too, but I mean, you know what I mean.
0: So i got a couple here. Buddy's book. Yeah, a couple here. Um, Goodsies champ- book. Champions of Collingwood, Michael Robertson and, and a very good journal by the name of Glenn McFarlane. Anything he's yeah. written, have a look at. He's a, he's a good writer. Neil Danaher, When All Is Said and Done. Jim Stein's My Journey. Good one. Sam Mitchell, Relentless. That's a good book. Oh, shut up, Hawthorne. Well, that's Glenn McFarlane again. (laughs) Kevin Sheedy, um, Stand Your Ground. Eddie Betts, The Boy from Boomerang Crescent. So this is just a couple. But, I mean, there's so many books out there now. Yeah, Uh, Buddy's
1: got one. Goodsy's got one. All the greats have got one. Yeah. Um, I wrote a book once, Inside the Eagles. Did you? Yeah, me and Dwayne Lamb. Oh, yeah. It was your man, Robert Taylor, who wrote it. Okay. Remember he used to do Inside Cover? Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. And he really wanted to go deep on some of the uh, uh, tough conversations. We ended up editing most of it out. Did you? Because I didn't, I didn't want to face up to Toddy with some of the stuff I was saying in there. Yeah. So I think, I think I've think i still got about 5,000 in my shed at home okay. <laughs> if you want one.
0: Yeah, bring one in. Why not? <laughs> we'll give one out on the podcast. Uh, last one, but a bit bit of depth to this one. It's a, I love this subject. High quarters and barra. I'll have a quick one for you. What number, Guernsey, is the most prestigious in the AFL era? Mm-hmm. Number 23, for example, has Buddy Franklin and Darren Glass, for starters. But is there Darren a number Glass. that has more top-level players wear it? Looking forward to hearing your thoughts. That's from James Brown. Ah, feel good. Um, well, I'll just go through a few here, mate. Let, just bear with me for a moment. I'm going to go um, Adelaide, 32, which is um, Rusciuto. Mark Rusciuto. Um uh, Patrick Dangerfield for a while, and 23 was Andrew McLeod. Brisbane, number one, and that was Kevin Murray, um, who's just one of the all-time greats at Fitzroy. Um, also, um, Paul Roos and Richard Champion. Carlton, number two, of course, John Nichols and Greg Williams. You'd probably add number one in there too, Steve Silvani, Sergio Silvani, Ken Hans, Collingwood, 22, um, Bob Rose, jo- um, and Tony Shaw, I'd also add 35 to that now, which, is of course, is Peter Dacos, Josh, uh, Nick Dacos, I should say, and Simon Prestigio-Como. Uh, Essendon, number 10, of John Coleman, Gary Folds, Gary O'Donnell, old teammate of mine at North Ringwood, who's in Perth now, mm-hmm. Bluey Shelton and Alan Noonan, and you'd probably add number five to that, James Hearn, Terry Danaher, David Shaw, Brent Stanton. Frio, what do you reckon, Barra? Pav's number? 29. Yep. Absolutely would be. You'd also maybe throw in um, 32. Peter Bell, Stephen Hill, pretty handy number, but I think 29. Geelong, number five, obviously. Gary Ablett and Getty Polly Ablett. Farmer, say no more. Both Ablett's. Gold Coast, number nine. Gary Ablett, junior, wore that. GWS, 18. Jeremy Cameron. Um, Hawthorne, 23. So that's Dermot Brereton. That's Don Scott. That's Buddy Franklin for a while and also a pretty handy player back in the day, premiership player John Peck. But I'd also add, and probably maybe even more so, would be number three, Lee Matthews, Jordan Lewis, Anthony Condon. Melbourne, number 31, the great Ronald Dale Barassi. Mm -hmm. Um, They could add 11, Jim Steins. North Melbourne, number 18, Wayne Carey, um, among others. Uh, Port Adelaide, number one. Of course, that's their captain's number. Richmond number seventeen, Jack Dyer, um, Trent, oh no, Kojima nine, Morris Rioli, Barry Richardson, and Paul Broderick. Well, I think certainly Morris Rioli and Jack Dyer, two of the club's greats. You would not say twenty nine, wouldn't you, Kevin? Mm. Um, Kevin Bartlett, uh, I think. Uh, Shy Bolton, uh, St Kilda number four, Tony Lockett, um, no, Sydney South Melbourne number fourteen, Bob Skilton, West Coast. What's West Coast three, mate? Yeah. Three and nine. Yeah, that's a good call. Give so us three. Three, Chris Judd, Andrew Gaff, and the great Chris Mainwaring. Uh, and number nine, of course, Ben Cousins, Nick Natnui, and Peter Wilson. Western Bulldogs, you'd say, number three, uh, Mr. Football, Ted Whitten, among others. So it's an interesting
1: exercise. Well done, mate. I tell you, I, I looked at those 23s. That's got to be the greatest number because McLeod, Glass, Franklin, Dermott, Shane Warne, And a bloke called Michael Jordan.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I reckon number 23 is the biggest name in world sport. But the prize this week, the 196 Double Lemon 10-pack, thank you to Thirsty Camel, goes to... Joel from Greenwood about his Bungahern email. So please send your details into quarter and, Quarters and Barra at wanews.com.au Well done. Thank you Barra. Thank you for listening. We have been brought to you by Tab Touch. Petty a bit with Tab Touch. Gamble responsibly. Please call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858 if you have any issues whatsoever. Barra, good luck with your tipping. I feel confident. I feel like I'm back on a surge this week. I'm going to retake the lead.
1: Go great, man. If you're
0: a fan of the podcast, why not get in touch? Send your thoughts to the Thirsty Camel mailbag at quartersandbarra at wanews.com.au. Don't forget to give us a rating or review and, of course, tell your mates. This has been the Quarters and Barra podcast on the game. Subscribe wherever...